It's at those moments when you are about to break. It's at those moments when you're like, uh, I don't know if I want to put two feet in. I don't know if I want to put two feet in because here where I'm at right now is so comfortable. But no one ever grew when they were comfortable. In order to expand, in order to actually really see your full potential, you have to be able to take that leap. Because if it doesn't scare you, then it's not worth doing. Hello and welcome to the EverCoach podcast, the online destination for a coach that wants to create a positive impact in the world and make good money along the way. I'm your host, Ajit Nawalka, and every week I'll bring you the world's best thinkers, coaches, trainers to share some of their best ideas to solve real client problems, live a prosperous life, and be an even better version of ourselves. Hello and welcome to this episode and my guest today is a very special person. She's a special person in my life uh, because she's not only somebody who has helped me through many challenges in life to be able to reflect and become a better person every single day, but also has changed my life by becoming my life partner. So this one is a slightly tricky episode because I am bringing on my wife, an excellent coach, a mentor to many uh, a tremendous educator, a fantastic speaker and author, Nita Bhushan Navlaka. I am proud to introduce you to her because what I know at this, this conversation is going to seriously impact your life. It has the potential to even completely transform your life. And I don't say this because she's my wife, because this happened and she changed my life even before we were romantically involved. Nita came into my life when I was at a stage where I was confused and lost and unsure of what I wanted next in life. I had ended my previous marriage, I had quit my last job, and I was just starting to build Evercoach. And I, like any new startup, I was struggling, right? It is the new first few years are always a, a challenge. You're mostly losing money, making very little. And, and that's really what my situation was at the time. I was struggling. I was struggling financially, I was struggling emotionally, I was struggling spiritually because I was just not sure of where I was going and how I was going to get there. I didn't have a really strong vision of my life. And while I was a coach myself, I couldn't see what was not working out. She was the person who walked into my life as a friend and, and showed me some of the challenges and made, that, made them available to me so then I could hire her and work with her on that beautiful relationship where I could rediscover myself and find my strengths again and find that stability, the purpose, the alignment in my life, be able to refine my leadership style, which has served me in the past four years so, so, so well, not only in business, but in life, leadership for my family, leadership for my friends, leadership for, of course, my work, my job, my, my companies. It has helped me and served me tremendously. And so I am very, very proud today to bring my wife, Nita Bhushan, to your world so she can show you how you can also change your life and live a life of purpose. So in this episode, we are going to discover that and diagnose that and, and dive into that. But before we get there, I do want to remind you that if yet you haven't looked at the wonderful giveaway that we are running, you may be missing out. Go over to evercoach.com giveaway after this episode. 
because you are going to learn how you could win iPhones, programs, and books just by simply doing some very simple tasks which are actually going to benefit you in the long term. These simple tasks include hitting subscribe to this podcast and submitting a review. And that gets you two entries into the giveaway. I'm not going to dive into the details on this because I want you to get really engaged in the conversation beneath her, but do visit evercoach.com slash giveaway, which is also available in the show notes for you so you can understand how you can enter this giveaway and win some wonderful prizes. Now, without further ado, Nita Bhushan. Welcome on the pod, Nita. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. This will be a fun, interesting conversation. I think so. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be curious and exciting because, uh, of course, we've never really had a chance to have you. I mean, this is the first time we have you, who's also a life partner and a business partner, and of course, a really, really successful coach and a consultant uh, that is on the show. So let's see how this plays out. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. We'll see where it goes. Let's do it. Let's start with something that I know is tremendously important for somebody who's just starting out. There was a few years ago that you were just starting out. This was the first time that you were doing something that was presenting to the outside world, right? Before that, before that, you were a dentist. You yeah. were, you were yes, uh, taking care of patients and you had your clients and you were running business, but not as, uh, not the same type of business that you do right now. So let's talk a little bit of that time. Mm. Um, what we know, for sure, especially people in the business of coaching and consulting, because it's so public, uh, it becomes a little challenging to be able to deal with everything that's thrown at us. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your journey and your experience of you getting into this business and, and how did you feel and how did you navigate those feelings? Um, first of all, I'm quite excited. <laughs> so I have to say that. Honestly, stumbling upon, like I never knew that there was going to be this clean break. Like it's going to be this linear fashion going from dentistry to what we do now. And it wasn't the case at all. I mean, I don't even think that I really even called myself a coach up until a few years ago, even though, yes, as, um, as a healthcare professional, as a healthcare provider, as a doctor, as a dentist, you know, we are coaching as a skill set. And so going back, you know, through that time, um, I think it started with like one breadcrumb. You know, I was going through a really personal challenge in my life, um, that being, you know, my divorce. And that really kind of spiraled into my own internal journey, a uh, journey of really putting what I wanted first. And, you know, going through um, some of the, the, the fears of, okay, I know I want more. I know my soul wants more. I know me as a leader in this field wants more, wants to have more impact than just the walls of my practice, the walls of, you know, my location in uh, downtown Lyle in Illinois. Um, I knew I wanted more. I just didn't know what that looked like. And I know that for a lot of people, you know, that are watching that are kind of in a particular field, maybe they have a brick and mortar and they want to do something more. And of course, even in our own businesses, we come across that a lot. Um, that's what I didn't know how to access. But what I did know was the more and more that I was getting aligned of 
being able to be vulnerable, have courage, share my story, and share all of the little nuances. You know, first it was the uh, you know personal story of me kind of rising from this tumultuous relationship, and then me really being in, um, you know, completely curious and um, had this insatiable thirst for learning all about leadership and then emotional health. And so it was those tiny little morsels and every single step along the way that led me to create different ventures. It led me to create my nonprofit. It led me to create my first um, mastermind, even though I didn't really call it. I didn't even know what it was called back then, but for female entrepreneurs. And so every single time I was you know, taking one step forward and leaping outside of the confines of just the medical world and the medical industry, which then led me to um, taking some risks, like becoming an angel investor, and then the entire world of, um, uh, you know, the whole startup dialogue, the startup world, going to the Bay Area, going to Silicon Valley, and that really burst my eyes open uh, to this entire field that I was not completely known to before. So it was really saying yes and saying hell yes to all of the different opportunities and um, you know uh, conferences and workshops and seminars that was completely different than what I was actually doing to scale my learning and really scale the knowledge uh, and that steep learning curve to recognize that business is business, whether you're in a brick and mortar or whether you're actually going online, but it's just the, the way that you, um, the way that you get there. Because once we, once we say yes to the journey, then we know people show up in terms of mentors, in terms of advisors, in terms of um, people that you actually meet, whether it's online or offline, that helps with that dialogue and that helps with that, that journey, I think, even faster. There are two things that I want to touch upon, which was brilliant that you said in passing. Firstly, you said somewhere in passing that you said I was, there was transitioning from being a dentist to being this author and then the Silicon Valley, which shows me the amount of abilities that you have around taking risk and uncertainty of saying, oh, I'm going to just switch over to that, right? So firstly, I want to touch on that. I want to touch on what drives you. And, and if it'll be amazing if you could relate it back to somebody who's watching this right now and is needing that uh, ability or intent to be able to say, okay, I can take this risk. If this gal can, I can too. Maybe they are in the medical profession or they're they are actually a coach. They're just wanting to get started and they've been constantly stopping themselves. What was the mindset? What's the place that you operated from when you were going through all those different risks, if I may call them that, they were probably calculated, but uh, all those risks or opportunities that you saw and, and took action towards, what was the mindset that you really approached the whole thing from? Yeah, I think it was one of the books that I came across and it was, I think it was Shonda Rhimes, mm -hmm. but it was The Year of Yes. It was her book. And, you know, I was, I had a voracious appetite for reading at that time. 
And I knew I just, if I needed to be like some of the other pioneers that, you know, that I looked up to, people that were, I mean, and at the time, these were, these were legends like Elon Musk. And, you know, when I got introduced to the whole Silicon Valley world, it was uh, all of the guys from Google and PayPal. And, um, and so being able to say yes, without even thinking, without even rationalizing it in my mind that, oh, I have to actually get on a flight, go to the West Coast and actually go to a conference, which I have no idea about, uh, say yes to South by Southwest, which is where a ton of different, um, you know, uh, people come together from media, from entertainment, from tech, but mostly tech. And to be around uh, people who you want to learn more about because mind you, I was in this lane and this lane was only doctors and professionals and very hardcore science that I didn't know where else to get information from, but just books and, and having that commitment to growing outside your comfort level. So whatever it is, and for you know those of you watching and hearing and listening to this podcast, you know exactly if you have that insatiable growth and you have that year or six months or two months or one month, 30 days of you just being able to say yes, no matter what the con consequences are. And it, it could be just big risk taking, but you know you're committing yourself to those three months of, yes, I'm gonna do things that are completely out of the ordinary, right? Mm -hmm. That is the key to growth. Because if it scares you, that means you know on the other side, there's something great you're going to learn. And if you fail miserably, mm -hmm. that's great. You actually built more street cred or you built more grit, you built more resilience just because you tried, right? So I think for me, being able to put myself in these different situations, whether it was nonprofit conferences because I wanted to learn and that led me to Stanford, which led me to then being on the other side of the coin where it was zero profits, but just a lot of impact. And then you actually have people who are on the other side of Stanford who are drawing up business plans and really starting to move the needle and disrupting. And, and that was a word that I heard so much disruption. Like, what does that mean? But being able to actually put yourself and immerse yourself in how you want to swim with what I call, you know, the big guys or the, the legends of whatever it is that you're working towards. I think that was that commitment for me. And being unapologetic with no matter what happens. Like I said, if it was 30 days, for me it was a year, but it was if, it, if it's 30 days, if it's three months, six months, that you're actually just going to put yourself out there in those uncomfortable situations. It's, it's amazing. And you, I feel like you tapped into three things that, that you mentioned as, as you were discussing. And I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper on, on how you got yourself. And if that is what, if I'm, if I'm capturing this right, is firstly, you said, well, it was about saying, yes, there's going to be this fear or opportunity and beyond that there's growth, right? That's a powerful, powerful mindset that you touched on. Secondly, I loved it when you said, even if you fail, you build street cred and grit, which is amazing because again, it's one of those things that you kind of switches the perspective on failure in many ways. And lastly, what you said, which is curious to me, and I'm, I'm curious to know more if, if I understood this right, you said somewhere 
that you wanted, not not you wanted to be, but you were like, I would like to swim with the guys that I that I that I feel inspired by, and so forth. And you do right now in this industry, you are pretty much anybody who's known is is like buddy of yours. So tell us a little bit more about what was going on in your mind, and did I capture this right? First yeah, of all, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell tell me a little bit because a lot of us have that desire, right? A lot of us have the desire of saying, "Oh, I would love to hang out with this person." Uh, how is that a motivator? Did you use that as a motivator? Did you use that as uh, what what was going on in there? Yeah, so you know, I think that for me, because born and raised uh, where I had grown up, where my family was for you know almost thirty years of my life, it was twenty seven years of my life, and really you become, you're almost, you know, uh, the big fish in the little pond, right? Mm -hmm. And there's only so much you can grow as a leader, as a person. And you and I have talked about this as well, right? Which is why you wanted to to leave India and, 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 and come to a different country altogether. But I think for me, it was never being able to leave because, of course, I had to grow up fast. I had to take care of my family and all of those personal challenges. Um, but I think that for me, I was, I was totally ready. I was already serving my capacity. Like I was already the top of the ladder where I was. And I was trying to do all of these different things. And fine, I ventured out in, in different modalities only because, you know, at that time in my life, I was also, I was at a very different moment in my life. I was in a full transition transitioning from this relationship, but also mourning the losses of my family members that I think I kind of, you know, shoved under a rug for almost a decade, probably even more than a decade. So this was really for me, this full self-discovery of exactly, well, what is it that Nita wants? Who is Nita exactly as a person, as a leader, as an individual, as a human? And all of those things, it was like, time is ripe for growth. And because I was always in school, you know, you go to, you're, you're in high school, then you go to college, then right after it was like dental school. And then right after that, I started working. So there was that no time, like no time to really focus in on just growing myself internally. And I feel like for a lot of listeners, if you are in the medical field, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, even if you are a professional, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's really, it was that sense of you've already hit the top, right? So why not be able, if you are ready to face those fears of being a small fish in a big pond where you can exponentially grow, even more simply because you're with people that have done things that maybe you want to do and really to move there, and which is what I actually did. I wanted to learn how the startup culture worked because when I was in the medical field, the professional field, failure meant you are a failure. If it wasn't perfection, and mind you, I was working in millimeters in somebody's mouth, yeah. um, you know, the perfection of a smile, it was the complete opposite culture when you're talking about the startup world. When I became a mentor first to startup founders, and that was really my in. My in was, okay, at least I have capital from one business where I can actually be an angel investor and invest in women-led companies because I was really championing the women. 
And so being able to uproot myself, whatever I'd built, and say, okay, no, I'm just going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take whatever my savings is at this point. I still had some investments and things like that. But I'm going to completely immerse myself because that learning curve to go from here to here, if I'm actually in that arena, you know you start to swim. You're not going to drown. You're going to swim. It's going to take some time, but who knows? You might be Michael Phelps and you might, you know, you might mm. become a really amazing swimmer at, as a result. But for me, that's really what it was, is being able to fully just say yes to that no matter how scary no matter um how tough that was simply because i wanted to know more and it was for my own personal education and the best way for me to do that was to actually go and move cross country to where it all happened which was silicon valley which was san francisco i want to tap into what i believe might be a, a thought at the time so the decision that you're talking about sounds like a really scary decision. Think about being a big fish in a small pond and then saying, right now, I'm going to just go to a bigger pond and now I'm the small fish. The smallest right? fish, the, the smallest tiniest, fish, the tiniest right? fish. So it's, it's a big decision and it's a lot of release of ego in, in a way. A uh, lot of our listeners are getting into the business of coaching and a lot of our listeners are getting, or maybe they have marginal success and, and there is a great possibility that let, let uh, is is uh, is ahead of them, but they must be feeling small right now. They must be feeling like, oh, I'm not anywhere close to, you know? Yeah, I'm like not where way. I want to be. I'm not where yeah. I want to be, and I could be doing this, and that's so much more comfortable, or I could be going back to doing that, and I, it's so much more easier. What was going on in your mind at the time, or what would be a recommendation to somebody who might be right now going... I'm not, I'm nowhere close to where I need to be. I should be doing something else and so forth. Somebody's about to give up. Yeah, no, I would say, you know, it's, it's at those moments when you are about to break. It's at those moments when you're like, uh, I don't know if I want to put two feet in. I don't know if I want to put two feet in because here where I'm at right now is so comfortable, but no one ever grew when they were comfortable. In order to expand, in order to actually really see your full potential, you have to be able to take that leap. And yes, that leap is sometimes scary. Yes, that leap may require you to just say, you know what, I was that big fish in my small pond, but now because I know I'm meant for actual, I'm meant for some great things and I just can't see where it's at, but I know I have to be in this place, you're just gonna go anyways. You're gonna show up at that event. You're gonna buy the ticket to go cross country or around the world or wherever. You're going to just say yes. Because if it doesn't scare you, then it's not worth doing. If you don't have that fear, that innate fear that's telling you to stop or it pulls you back or it questions you or you have all of this anxiety as a result, you guys, that's a really great feeling. That's a great thing because you know on the other side of that, that's, there's immense growth. And it's time that we kind of flip that switch and flip that script to know, okay, something is coming. My body is telling me that this is actually a good thing. 
it's kind of the reason why, you know, a lot of um, uh, athletes, they'll push themselves and keep pushing themselves and keep pushing themselves because beyond that, that's how they grow. And it, it almost becomes an addiction. Mm. So that's pretty much the advice that I would actually say is, yes, you've probably had so much success in your previous career in what you've done, but some of those skill sets will take you on in that bigger pond. It might take a little bit longer because all of the, the time that it took you to get from the first mountain to get to, to climb up that first mountain and then now to start back from you know the lowest point to, to go to that the next highest peak for you, it might take a little bit longer or it might take might take the same amount of time. The thing is, is you will be able to take the skill sets that you've learned from one industry, one business to the other. You just need to surround yourself with the right community, the right environment in order for you to thrive. And for me, going back to where I was, I felt I had outgrown what I could do and how I could serve in Chicago. Mm -hmm. That I needed to actually really push myself into another arena and I was ready for it. Was I scared? Oh yes. But again, it was, it was, okay, what is on the other side of that that I'm completely not seeing? That's what I invite you to think about. That's powerful. That's powerful. What have you found? Now let's switch gears a little bit. You, you've been dentist. We talked about that. We've talked a little bit about your, your life in Silicon Valley as an investor. And then you moved on to become a coach and a consultant. You did like global travel and the big study on leaders uh, to write your first book, which is Emotional Grit. Um, tell us firstly, okay, let's, let's first dissect a little bit or talk a little bit about Emotional Grit. How did that come about? And what are some of the key lessons that as coaches we can take about grit that we can take from the book? Yeah, so the journey actually started when I was still kind of transitioning. I was setting myself up to exit from the profession of dentistry, but I was so curious as my own, uh, in my own journey of becoming a better leader. I wanted to become a better leader and I, you know, being able to not just immerse myself in different conferences and different growth and beginning to travel, my mission was we're not taught as medical professionals how to be empathetic, how to have these characteristics as leaders. And for me, my goal was how can I actually automate my first business so that I can do other things? And that was the, the goal. So it was the output was how can I learn from other leaders? Well, the best way to do it is to, to interview them. And that interview process took me along for a ride through 45 different countries and not just medical professionals. It started out with that. It started out with interviewing doctors and dentists and lawyers and engineers and then, you know, Fortune 500 companies and then, of course, you know, community builders in different parts of the world, then shamans, scientists, um, you know, ancient philosophers in different areas and, and even single moms or, you know, um, leaders of, of households to really arrive at 10 characteristics. And of course, I mean, we don't have time to go through all 10 characteristics, but really the, the through line through the entire research process was 
what people value as success and the characteristic of leadership. These leaders all had one thing in common, which was being able to bounce back from hard times, which is the definition of resilience. And I talk about grit and resilience and resilience being or resiliency being able to bounce back from times of hardship and adversity. But grit is actually the definition is actually being able to hold on through those tough times to have that tenacity to keep persevering. Now in the book, because I have a science background, uh, I actually came up with an acronym because grit and emotional grit, which is the name of the book, is really all about um, you know, the four tenets that I talk about, which is to grow, reveal, innovate, and transform, if I have to break it down. And the journey of teaching somebody to have emotional grit, and we talk to coaches and leaders and impact makers and entrepreneurs every single day, and this is one of the basic skill sets that any leader, any entrepreneur can actually have because it, it's grounded in emotional intelligence. I mean, this is what I had wished that I learned as a leader, as a medical professional, as a business owner, because you're not taught that, you know, and, and, and the premise behind it is being able to understand where the other person is coming from. But where does that start? It starts with your own personal awareness. Which, which is the first tenant, which is, which is grow, right? Mm -hmm. In order to grow, you need to first have that awareness. If you don't have that awareness, we can't, we can't even start having this conversation without that awareness that you want something more for yourself. So that's the first part is, is, is grow. Because when you are growing, you have that awareness. Next is reveal. And the only way you can reveal a new you, your next chapter, whatever is next for you, is to accept where you are. And when I was ready for whatever that next chapter was, I had to accept that I didn't know anything. I had to accept that if I was going to make the move from Chicago to Silicon Valley, that I was just going to start my journey as a coach. But first, it would be starting to mentor these founders. And first it was female founders, but then starting to also be very vulnerable with my whole situation of how I grew up, you know, the stories of my losses, the stories of my grit, my resilience, and really being able to tie all of the pieces together, which led into me teaching and me sharing, but also, you know, the earlier attributes of, of coaching, but coaching as a skill and, and consulting, right? And Next, when you're accepting where you are, you're accepting that maybe I need help, maybe I need to hire coaches, maybe I need to hire consultants to get me to that next level, then you are ready to innovate. You're ready to innovate with your business, your business idea, your projects, maybe to innovate and pivot, maybe to say goodbye to what's not uh, serving you anymore. And then finally, T, which is transform, which I talk about in the book, is to completely transform your next chapter, which means that you are going to take action. And what does action look like for you? Mm -hmm. You have a game plan, you have 
strategy, protocols, whatever that looks like. That's, that's amazing. We're going to link, link up the Emotional Grid book for people to be able to get access to that. That, that is a really clean process for somebody to not only think about how to really think about life, but of course, be able to also develop that ability when times are challenging, when it's concerning, or when it feels like it's time to give up. Thank you for sharing that process. And, and definitely yes. we'll, we'll link up the book below so, so people can go get access to that. Totally. My curiosity, my next curiosity is, you've had such a breadth of life. We will only be able to cover a little bit of that but I want to lean into your discovery of seeing how you wanted to help people because that, that was something that was inbuilt in you, but you also slowly have leaned into it tremendously now using the power of your social media, your talks and speeches that you give, videos that you create, uh, content that you share, and of course, the companies that you help uh, be able to, to, to really fully embody and NGOs also now which you are helping to, to really be able to discover their message and really bring out in the world in different formats, like including books and, and so forth. So there's, there's a breadth of things that you do. My question is, how do you keep yourself? Because again, like any business, and, and it, it's not a secret to anyone that any business goes through the ups and the downs and the this and the that, and the, and the most important thing being as, as a consultant or a coach, the doubts that come to yourself of saying, oh, I, I don't know if I'm qualified to do this. I, am, I, am I meant to these, uh, work with these great people? Because that's also one thing, right? You get, you, you get to work with some amazing people mm -hmm. uh, that are out there taking their message out in the world. They're friends of yours, they're clients of yours. How, how, do, you, how do you process that? And is there, is there something that is uh, important for us to know as coaches and consultants uh, to, to kind of put ourselves back into the frame of mind of service while we are feeling challenged about our own self-worth. Yeah, no, it's so great. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a story uh, that'll lead me into why I am so passionate and so and, and, um, just energized at the work that I get to do, that we get to do every single day. Um, I remember one of my earliest jobs was actually not working at the mall, although I've done mall jobs, but it was actually working at a dental office. And I remember I was 15 years old and I was so excited that I got this job because my mom was, she was dying, she had breast cancer. And it was year four into her breast cancer journey. and. I remember just being so torn because I was I was a freshman in high school and I was transferring and I was I started out at a private high school and then was going to a public high school uh, because our family was just running out of funds and so I was so excited that I was able to get this job just on a Saturday working for this dentist and his name was Dr. Horble. Mm -hmm. Literally, it's the real story. This <laughs> Dr. Is not, Horrible. Yeah, it's, uh, it's spelled H-O-R-B-A-L. Dr. Oh Horrible, if you're God, listening, yeah. you aren't horrible, and you yeah. see, still aren't horrible. Uh, but, well, and so he kind of called himself Dr. Horrible, but that's yeah, besides the point. Um, but I remember it was during those times where I was getting trained to answer the phone. And now, mind you, in a dental office, and I'm 15 years old, okay, Dental office, Saturday mornings, nobody wants to come in for a root canal, okay? And for those of you who have gotten root canals done or 
teeth pulled out on a Saturday, nobody wants to come in. So I knew that, and, and I would hear it on the phone because patients would call and they would cancel and they would completely cancel. And then this poor doctor who came in for a Saturday only had like, you know, four patients showing up. So he was training me in that process on how to have them keep their appointments. And we had all of these, you know, benchmarks and I'm not going to get into it. Um, but that's when I actually realized that a lot of the stuff that I was going through as a teenager and seeing my mom go through, uh, the, the, the pain of what she was going through at that, at that time, but knowing that I couldn't full and well process that, what I could do was channel it in a very different way. And so I was making these patients happy. I was serving them with so much love and humor and being able to just shine my light with them. I didn't know really what I was doing and really obviously I couldn't art articulate it at that point, but there was something that kept them from not canceling their appointments. And that was the first time I actually recognized that I can make a difference in somebody else's life that was going through some sort of pain of not wanting to come into this office. Even though I was going through my own internal dialogue of stuff and real stuff, like losing my mother, I was still able to transmute that and channel that into helping these people out. Having, having, them, having me be, you know, super silly young girl, but I've always carried that. And that's been, you know, kind of how I show up and, and who I am really at the core, this playful, um, fun person to be around. Uh, and it's really translated in the work that we do, even, you know, us as a family, but that's where being able to understand what your values and how you show up every single day, where those values come from. I mean, we wear it on our wrist, right? But to be able to serve love and, you know, now of course it's become a combined value, but being able to really think about where that actually stemmed from way early on. And for me, it came super early on and now to be able to connect those dots, but to find values that you are so unapologetically aligned with, that's number one, and two, that you know it's in your power to serve. For us, or and of course I'm speaking on your behalf, but for me it's being able to serve love every single day. Mm. How do we do that? That's become our MO, that's become the mission, that's become the vision, and that's why it's even through some of the some of those darker days where I just don't feel motivated or I'm so tired because now we have a baby, you know, it's, it's okay, how am I serving love? How am I showing up? How am I showing up to people on the social media channels? Even if I'm not, you know, the best, but how can I still add value every day? And for those of you listening, figure out what that value is for you. How are you showing up? Because that's really gonna get you through when you're not feeling inspired, when you're going through times of doubt, when things are just not going right, because guess what? It's the stage of business. It's the challenge of life and it's going to happen. But how can we minimize that more? Simply because we're so clear with how we want to serve and show up every day. It's beautiful, that's beautiful. Identify your values and then use them as the motivation or the beacon 
that you chase in the times when it feels impossible or feels like it's not going to come through. I'm going to switch gears again one more time. I want to talk a little bit about the consulting work that you do and the event that you have coming up. So just a little bit about what are some of the challenges that you've found, coaches especially, uh, identify and run into because our audience is, uh, is, is coaches primarily. Uh, so what are some of the challenges, the patterns that you might have seen that they, they always tend to happen and always tend to be there uh, that you have identified and what, have, what would you recommend to, to coaches that identify with those patterns that you may mention? Yeah, so <clears throat> at, uh, at our coaching, in our coaching plas- platform or coaching institute, uh, Global Grid Institute, a lot of the, and I'm going to call them entrepreneurs because coaches are entrepreneurs, you have your small businesses and you have your practices. Now, a lot of times when coaches are just starting out, they get bombarded with so many different ideas, so many different ways to disseminate their message, to send out their message. But overall, they get stuck because they don't know their message fully. They haven't really identified the values that we were just talking about. Um, They get bombarded because there's so much out there and they wanna do all of it all at one time. And you and I both know that's just not possible. We have to really stick to something, pick something and see that out. And that's another pattern is because, you know, in the mode of having ADD and being able to see, ooh, you know, we, we get this social contagion that you talk about a lot, which people tend to compare, what's that person doing? Oh, let me do that. Let me do that. Let me try that. So I'm going to try a podcast and a course and uh, one-on-one and, you know, and a book, all of this at one time. And then, of course, they wonder, why isn't it working? Why am I seeing and hearing crickets? Well, because what they haven't really identified is how can you be so completely focused on serving that person? Because for you, that person, what they need is going to be completely different than another coach. Completely. Because guess what? There's, there is no you know, distinct framework, which is why I love consulting so much, Is which is why we have this program called Success Partners at Global Grid Institute, where I get to work with these business owners for an entire year. Um, and in that, we identify what is it, who they are as a business leader. How is it that, you know, with their lifestyle, if they're if they are a mom or if they have a family or if they are working towards that, like where are they in their life journey now? And how how is it that the business that they want to create is in alignment with who they are? Because if they wanna have some sort of balance or some sort of quality of life, then maybe we need to scale back on what some of those things that they wanna achieve and wanna build are. And we want to really start by making how how can we actually make a sustainable coaching practice for you where you are serving at your absolute highest that's fully in congruency with you, not with all of the bells and whistles that we see online. Some of it is great just to get ideas, but again, to see if it actually works for you as that business person and not only that, but as that coach 
And as that specific coach solving a specific issue or problem, it's only going to be individualized for you. And so, and that's kind of what we, what we conquer and we slay on a daily basis. That's amazing. So you think the biggest challenge that happens with coaches today is the noise that they hear, the, the, the drive that they get because of looking at people. And I think I completely concur to that. I feel that's what happens when you, especially when you're starting out because you feel like you're doing everything wrong, right? You feel like everything is wrong. And so you look for the next uh, golden bullet or whatever magic bullet or however we want to call it. And then we get attracted to that and that doesn't work for us. And then we get attracted to the next thing. And that puts us into this endless cycle of just trying things instead of actually getting successful. And I know you're putting together, sorry, go on. No, and, it, and it's true. And I wanted to just add on to your point because, and that's why we have this event that's coming up um, in October. It's called Live Big Live, uh, where we are focusing in on bringing strategies for three full days simply because people don't stick with things long enough. The coaches that I've worked with, they wanna dabble and dabble and dabble and dabble, but they don't wanna fully go into one rabbit hole and stick with it. Because I guarantee you, if you do, you will actually be able to see, and if not learn so much more of how you can better serve your audience and better give them what they need just by really honing in and hunkering down and anchoring down on how you want to best serve them. But we don't really understand and know that until we actually stick with something and stick with like one or two products, not, you know, the full shebang right away. Uh, and that's really what my mission is and how to really bring that all together, which is why uh, we're doing this, uh, this, this three-day event. We started it out in London and now we're actually bringing it back to Los Angeles um, for three days in October 11th through the 13th, where not only are we going to be talking about and really taking coaches and authors and speakers and consultants, but people who wanna actually, they have a bigger message to share, but really be able to give them the tools so that after the three days, they know exactly how to implement it in how they wanna show up for the people that they wanna serve. And it's really how to live big in not only your business, but with your message and in your life. And, and I'm super excited about it. This is an event that we do together and we are super excited to put this together. And this is an invitation for you. You can go check out more about the event at livebig2019.com. We'll, uh, we'll put the link down below along with the link to Emotional Grid as a book. Nita, as a final question, I love to ask this question to our guests, which is, what is that thing that I should have asked you what is that question that I should have asked you, but I didn't ask? Hmm. I'm going to go with something playful. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. <laughs> you know, because we talk about business so much, um, you know, I think that it would have been awesome to ask, well, how do you use your, your downtime? Do you have any free time? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the question that, <laughs> do you want me that to is the question. Okay. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you do use your downtime? Do you have any? Yeah, exactly. I think that for people who are wanting to change the world and wanting to just have more of that time to create, collaborate and, you know, get on that mission for themselves, 
it is so important to have that downtime. It is so important to have things. And I know that some of my own clients, and maybe for those of you listening, probably also say, well, what I do every single day is how I actually also use my downtime. And I want to say, no, I want to challenge you to really be able to find one or two of those hobbies or things that you love that's completely outside of the normal day-to-day because it takes a different perspective sometimes. And to really give your brain, and not only your brain, but your soul, your body, everything, that energy to recoup, to have that different perspective and think. And if you're, you're asking me, what do I do on my downtime? Well, I love to dance. And I love, uh, I love just any outdoor adventure. So hiking, biking. I was a triathlete, so I, I don't get to do that much anymore. But we did our first Spartan race, okay. which you t- turned me on to. And I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm doing this. But because you said yes, I was like, all right. And that completely gave me a whole different perspective on fitness. Yeah. Completely. Gave me a different perspective on fitness. <laughs> Gave me a perspective on fitness. Gave you a perspective on fitness. Yeah. And, and for me, it was like, oh, wow, I don't have to actually work that hard. Um, but I think the biggest catch is to leave you with a different perspective so that you can actually recharge in a different way. And that's what being by the water does um, or being outside in nature does. And so, yeah. Encourage you to do more of that. I wasn't joking when I said Nita changed my life. Hasn't she already changed yours? This is why special humans like Nita exist in this world so she can help transform and they can help transform all our lives in a more beautiful way. I'm excited that you got a chance to listen to her. And I know after listening to such a beautiful conversation, you may be interested in saying, let me subscribe to this podcast if I haven't yet. Or let me leave a review because I loved this episode so much. So go ahead and do that. There is nothing stopping you. For that matter, if you go do that and go to evercoach.com slash giveaway, you have a chance to win an iPhone. You have a chance to win some of our best programs. You have a chance to win some of our best books. You can win all of that just by simply subscribing and leaving us a review. How easy is that? So go ahead, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, and go over to evercoach.com slash giveaway so you can learn all the details about how simple this giveaway is and how you can make your holiday season a special one. Thank you so much for listening. This is Ajit Navlaka and you're listening to the Evercoach Podcast. I am your host Ajit Navlaka and every week on the Evercoach Podcast, I will bring the world's best thinkers, coaches, trainers to share some of their best ideas to solve real client problems, live a prosperous life and be an even better version of ourselves. Oh, 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 oh,